Check one, two, check one, two. Miami on the rocks. Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest, my brother. I was on his podcast and we had a dope three hour conversation. Effortless. It flowed. And um, I got West from the Black Sheep podcast here. What's up, my bro? What's up, baby boy? Good to um, see you. Girl. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's very important to me that, you know, the podcast community, especially here in Miami and South Florida, we all support ourselves and support each other. No doubt. And, and you know, Wes, you started your podcast and it's been making noise. And, you know, it's only right that I have you on my show. And, appreciate it. Appreciate it. And bro. I'm like, I'm excited for you um, pulling up and let's get into it, bro. Um, For the people that don't know, Wes has a has a history, Um, you know, trying trials and tribulations overcoming mm -hmm. you know struggles in life and he's you know made it out and he's you know doing his thing in the podcast realm and you do your thing you're a trainer as well correct exactly right and and you grew up in kendall or? no no actually um born and raised in miami without a doubt uh but the southern region you know it's funny man i thought about this i actually had to look this up one time we used to claim that we were born in cutler ridge but Technically, that really was not the area that we were born and raised in. Technically, that area, according to the demographic, like if you look at the map quest and look mm -hmm. at all those details, it's supposed to be Perrine. I was going to say, is that Perrine? Yeah, it's Perrine. It, it, it technically is Perrine because I was looking at Carib Villas. I was looking at every surrounding neighborhood, all the names it has, all the shit that Pitbull has shot it out. Fucking, <laughs> uh, Making sure the shout outs are valid. Trick Daddy. Yeah, no, all of them. Yeah. They're all valid. Well, it's not that they weren't valid. It's just, you know, you grew up in the hood and you just start claiming something. Like, yeah, we're from here. So it really yeah. wasn't cut the ridge, but it was literally... Half a block away from Southridge High School, if you guys are local, those of y'all listening. But technically, Miami, Perrine area, South Miami area on the west side of US-1. It's not Cutler Bay where that yeah. shit gets all pretty right yeah. now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, born, born and raised there. That was the majority of my, my life was done there right there. Right. And okay. And what high school did you go to? I uh, should have gone to Southridge again. That shit was right down the street from us. But, you know, back then, Southridge was just so hood. And it was, yeah. uh, we're talking about the 80s, you know, early 80s going into the mid 80s. So we're just getting out of, you know, that fucking awesome painting behind you. Cocaine. Yeah. There was cocaine cowboy type days. What and was it, that? What was that like, Wes? Like the, the, that, the, the, you said late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. Well, I mean, the cocaine cowboys day was more late 70s going into the early 80s. Right. right? Exactly. So but, this is after that. Yeah. So but, what but, is that time? Like? But as a young and you cast, you remember, you know, every young and remembers differently, but you remember the way you was raised up and what you saw and what you witnessed. And, you know, we were, this is a hood that we grew up in. This is, mm -hmm. if anybody want to look at, you know, look it up, the projects right beside us was Hollywood Squares. That was the Hollywood Square Projects. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it's called. We all remember the show. If you don't, then mm -hmm. you, you obviously you're too young. Mm -hmm. Hollywood Squares was a TV show. This project complex was considered Hollywood Squares. And it was connected right, right across the street from Southridge High School. It was already bad enough as it is. It's a hood. We were that hood right next to it that was had a lot of migrants, a lot of the Cuban population that was moving in mm -hmm. to, to the black neighborhoods. And that's where we were at, right across the street from Southridge High School. That's when the 80s kicked in. That's when the cocaine stuff happened. We didn't know that it was cocaine-based. Yeah. But you saw the violence. We were always on lockdown. Our, I mean, there were so many times coming home from dinner, from school, from whatever, Helicopters chasing, lockdowns happen. You can't leave your house or you can't enter into your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Many times we had somebody, you know, jumping into our, our backyard. Bunch of crazy shit that you see what? on TV. Like real shit, no bullshit, shit that you see on TV. 
that's what we happened. So it, as youngins, we couldn't connect it to the cocaine, you know, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But we just knew we were growing up in a bunch of, you know, shit. We saw yeah. a lot. We witnessed a lot. And we heard a lot. We heard about a lot. Um, so, yeah, those, those were those days. You know, it, it did something to you, but it didn't always have to be negative. But we definitely grew up being fast forwarded yeah. more than your average, you know, youngin. Yeah. And you've talked about your podcast. I mean, you've talked on your podcast about, you know, you you did time, right? Right. You yeah, did. You exactly. did how long were you in for what for what years so with the, the whole time bid you know and this is actually the first time i talk about it like this i think i did it on a coffee break up for a, a little short bit but um i just got out of high school basically first year of college just starting college and um in short i had a dui manslaughter i had mm-hmm. a i was taking a female friend of mine at the time home mm-hmm. and uh Basically thought, you know, like anybody else who would make that bad decision uh, that I was good enough to drive. And I, to this day, I thought I was. I, I still think I was. But obviously, given the circumstances, one has the right to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I dropped her off home. And on the way back, right in front of West Perrine, right in front of uh, the Eureka area, if any, again, if you're local, mm-hmm. you know, Eureka 184, uh, right by the recycling bin, there was a homeless man who was crossing the street. And um, I hit him. And was unaware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know what I hit. Came back, turned around, realized it. You know, obviously a horrible scene, so on and so forth. Everything proceeded. So in due time, I was charged with DUI manslaughter. Mm. And um, took a plea bargain and ended up doing, they gave me six years. and ended up doing five years, one month, three mm. days. And as we like to say, a wake up. <laughs> mm. Gotta wake up and it's not so, gonna be a full day, but you woke up and so you gotta claim that too. Yeah. So damn. So are you like? Did that do anything to you tra- traumatically? Like, did you deal with any as far as maybe drinking? As far as did that like? How, how did that did that um, touch your mental? There's many ways to break that down. Obviously, um, I'm not gonna make this some psychological fucking show, but mm-hmm. everybody deals with a traumatic experience differently. Mm-hmm. The actual experience itself leaves the impact that it has. I don't want to sound, come off negative anyway. The, the actual accident, that actual occurrence, that I haven't thought about that in years. In yeah. years. You know, we're, we're talking about this happened. You know, it was not, a, long, a minute ago. Yeah, this was 1996. Yeah. Yeah. was when the accident happened. You know, you, mm-hmm. you should, anyone should teach themselves to get over something, whether mm-hmm. it's an ex-girlfriend or some bad decision, whatever For it sure. is. So... You know, I haven't thought about that in any shape or form where it affects me in any type of negative way for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, obviously, that's something to uh, just overcome. Get, yeah, 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 to yeah. take to take in. To, you can't even overcome it because it hasn't even settled. You know, yeah. it can take you from a year to two to three. My whole prison sentence is like, damn, I just that whole part of my life just went away because yeah. I took somebody else's life. Yeah, and it didn't even feel like I took somebody else's life because it was so accidental and, and so on and so forth. So yeah, um, that impact was different, almost almost um, on the lower end of an impact. Mm-hmm. But the impact of being in prison, that itself was traumatic in a way of, you know, you're left with a PTSD of some shape or form. Mm-hmm. And you you're saying when you get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you can do four years in college football and whatever dumbass shit you did or whatever hit you took or, you know, mm. you know that's going gonna, gonna to have a certain impact on you that you just not everybody's going to know about. If, if it wasn't traumatic, of course, not as much, but if it was, it will. So mm-hmm. these five years that I did in there, the things that I was, uh, let me make sure I say this right so it doesn't come off like I got uh, raped or anything like that, but the things yeah. I was forced to do by officers, by, gotcha. by correction officers, you know, the way they talk to you. 
the the belittlement, condescending ways, damn, forcing you to shave your face. You know, if, yeah, if, yeah. if anyone, if anyone of Casey's fans wants to ever get with me, you will never get me to shave my face. That's some PTSD shit. Talk about it, but I think it's crazy to me that like your situation is like. Oh, man, I don't know how I would be able to digest that because it's not like you were already doing crime and it was something that you could expect that could happen that right. you might have to go to jail. You know, like right. you, this is something that you were living a straight life and you just made a mistake one night and just a split second, like you just get blindsided by something and now you're doing jail for five years. You know, so, it, I mean, it, it, it's a shitty situation for, mm -hmm. for all sides. There's right. no way that, you know, and I've, I've been doing this and saying this for years. Mm -hmm. You know, that guy was a homeless man. Mm -hmm. and he had just got out of prison three months before I hit him. Mm -hmm. And I, I think he did like a couple of years. And he had gone back and forth a couple of times. That means shit. Mm -hmm. I took a man's life. And I did mm -hmm. it from some, um, excuse me, some form of negligence. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear, and I'm not saying this in defense. I'm saying this because to this day, over 20 years later, that I stick by it. I was I had both of my eyes are I had astigmatism. Mm -hmm. Both of them have horrible vision. Mm -hmm. I, I I got LASIK surgery um, as of like almost ten years ago. Um, I wasn't wearing glasses. I didn't have glasses. I thought I was too fucking cool for summer school. I was that dude. I don't want glasses. That's some nerdy shit. And I've always been called out on some you know comical shit when we go looking for parties or stuff like that because mm -hmm. I'm the one driving because I'm a little bit older or whatever mm -hmm. it was. I had to pull up on a fucking street sign and just look right up under it. Like, damn, what is that? I was like, that shit says 163, all right. Mm -hmm. And all my boys are laughing at me. My vision was horrible. Mm -hmm. What happened to that, to that gentleman that day was from a, a, accumulation of all kinds of shit. Bad vision. Street light was broken where it happened. This is the hood. He had dark clothes on. All kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. But you cannot take away that I had yeah. the, the, the equivalence of four beers in my system is what it was. It was the equivalent of four beers in my system. But nonetheless, it did happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to downplay that. Right. And it impacted so many lives. So for my bounce back, it's just more so of people don't understand what you, you guys, everybody sees the movies uh, mm -hmm. as well. When I first went in and I, you know, I'm, I'm six, two, Six two yeah. and a half at the time, I might have been like six one or whatever. Yeah. I was a big kid. You did time in Miami? No, all of it. Almost all of it was in Central Florida, BCI like Brevard. Brevard. Okay, that's the the Gladiator Camp. If anybody yeah. wants to look that up, but you know, I was locked up with a bunch of fucking wild ones. I wish I went to any other adult prison. I will. I really wish yeah. any other adult prison because um, you're talking about getting all the gang members who averaged between 16 to 18 years old and putting them all in one prison. That was the majority of 1,100 inmates in this prison. The majority was that category right there. Wow. And all they did was try to recruit me because I'm big. Right. The, the Latinos wanted me on their side because I'm Latino. Right. The, the, the down south boys wanted me on their side because I'm from Miami. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not joining or running with no one. So it was tough. It was tough. A lot of yeah. fights, a lot of, you know, testing me, a lot of this. But... So you didn't really run with anybody like a clique? You Never. just kind of... Wow. Never. My first closest friend was this random-ass black dude who looked like Wesley Snipes, but he was like 5'8", mm -hmm. ripped, ripped to the fucking, I don't know what, mm -hmm. from Pensacola. So I want to go through the mental... I do want to get into like the go psychology right of it. Yeah, so how do, you, how do you deal with this day-to-day? -day? You know you're doing five years, right? At least yeah. in your mind, you get in your... Okay, I got to sit down for five years. 
how do you adapt to that? What is, how do you condition yourself mentally to just not go crazy? Well, I mean, I'm going to say all the right things because I think I did most of them. But Mm -hmm. the truth is that it's, it's the type of person that you were built to be before you got there. That's going to determine how you handle everything. Mm -hmm. You're not going to just come up with the formula. Luckily I saw enough, been through enough, so on and so forth, pulled out of it and thought like, okay, I'm becoming, I'm trying to be the, the, the right version of me. When I started going to college, I was the first out of my, I got an older brother and a younger brother. Mm-hmm. My younger brother was, you know, gang, gang related big mm-hmm. time. You know, he was in a gang. Mm-hmm. My older brother for just a whole another weird story on his own, he became like an outcast, just like a very gamer, nerdy, doesn't want mm-hmm. to talk to us. He just felt like so disconnected from all of us. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one that was in the middle of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was doing good and I felt like I was doing good in, in all the right ways. So, you know, when, when this happened, even though I came off when I got there, I was like the, one of the only kids who had been to college mm-hmm. out of the whole camp. Yeah. And it stood out and it made these people think like, oh, it must be some nerd. It must be some square or something. Yeah. And then, you know, this hood came out of me, you know, because that's where I grew up and everything. So the hood and, and, and the willingness to fight there. And I'm not saying that's what everybody should do. Right. But that's how I was bred. You know, right. I grew up a certain way. A fighter, and was like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to hold my ground. And I'm not, I'm ne- I didn't join a gang when I was out here and I hated that my brother was in a gang. I'm not going to join a gang when I'm in here. When yeah. I went in KC, to be honest with you, bro, and it's not the right mind frame, I almost had like a, not a death wish. And mm-hmm. nobody, nobody was hoping to die. Mm-hmm. But I thought, because of all the movies, all the, everything you hear about, like, oh, somebody's going to try to take my ass. We're going to fight. They're yeah. going to kill me. Yeah. Somebody's going to want me to join their gang. I'm going to say, fuck you. We're going to fight. They're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I just kept thinking, oh, the end result is, is I'm going to get stabbed and probably yeah. die. Yeah. And, and that's just what I thought. For my first two years, my uh, mind was poisoned. It was poisoned. Like, so you were like probably defensive, like trying to figure out what this is, if it's yeah. like the movies, if it, and yeah. how much of that lived up to that? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure you got into at least one fight. Or Oh, no, I got in way more fights yeah. than that. But, but it's not like the movies, first of all. Yeah. It's not like the movies. And I hate to hear people say that it is because it's not. If it's anything like the movies, unless it's like Rikers Island in like '95 in New York City, there you go. Crazy. Uh, see, it's your, you're either referring to that or you're referring to certain prisons on the West Coast that are heavily, heavily gang influenced mm-hmm. through a separation of blacks, whites, and they won't even call them whites. You're just gonna say Aryans mm-hmm. or Mexicans, and I don't care what race you are. You're right. running with the Mexicans. If you're like that, not heavily, you know, cartel, Aryan Brotherhood, you right, know, black guerrilla right, right. mafia, things like that. Okay, that's different. That's, yeah. that's another, I'm not going to, you know, that's their business. I don't know. Almost everybody else, bullshit. Mind your business. Mm-hmm. Stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Don't get into the drug trade. Because mm-hmm. just like out here, that'll get you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Pay up on time. Do whatever it is on, t- you know, just like out yeah, here. Yeah. And don't fuck with somebody's bitch. And then you're like, well, yeah. somebody's bitch, what do you mean? Yeah, somebody's bitch, yeah. somebody's punk, somebody's boyfriend bitch, yeah, whatever. Mark, yeah. yeah, don't don't flirt with them, don't do any of that. Yeah. You abide by those rules, you're smooth. It's stealing. the same code. You, it's yeah. the same code on the outside. That's all it is. But in my prison, it wasn't like that. Mm. These aren't adults. These are a bunch of fucking kids, man. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was. And how old were you at the time? I was, um, when I went in, I had just turned 20. And when I got out, I just finished turning 25. Got you. And these kids, these kids were like honestly, like, I can't exaggerate this, man. Anybody can research this. It was like some Braveheart war scene, <laughs> minimum once a month, minimum. Latin kings versus folk, 
Crips yeah. versus Bloods, down south boys versus up north. Yeah. It was just, it was stupidity. Wow. And, and it was hard to, you know, but, you know, in retrospect, I, and I know we were talking about eventually, you know, how I started, you know, bouncing back from all that. And it's been a long road. But what held me grounded throughout that process was I told my mom, I mm-hmm. said, hey, I know this is all fucked up. And she was the one that was hurting the most mm-hmm. out of everybody. No one was hurting more than my mom. And that's my best friend. We, we talked about mm-hmm. that on our podcast. And I know your mom is, is, mm-hmm. is very, very close to you. Um, I said, look, I promise you, I'm going to treat this like if I went to college. Yeah, I'm going to come out a better man. Yeah. I'm going to come out smarter, more productive. I'm going to deep, dig deep into business. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. I just need you to just focus on sending me certain magazines, certain books, mm-hmm. stay by my side, blah, 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 blah. You know, that, that, that bond, that yeah. teamwork. And I and and bro, I got locked up a lot. And when I say I got locked up, I mean um, every prison has a jail within the prison, mm-hmm. and then you have a prison within the prison. If you if I'm in prison with you and we're out and about like normal guys, if I punch you in front of an officer, that's a mm-hmm. battery, that's an assault. Mm-hmm. Before they take me to court to prove that, I go to jail. They saw me punch you, I mm-hmm. get arrested, I go to a jail. There's a jail within the prison. Yeah. Now I'm holding in a holding cell and it sucks and all this. And I'm waiting about a week or two to go to court. Court is lieutenants, captains, wardens, whatever. Right. And then you get sentenced according to the crime. Right. And then you get sentenced to a prison within the prison. And that's a, it's either isolation or you're isolated with one person, but it's, you're doing time within time. Right. Okay. That happened to me several times because I started hustling within because there wasn't enough money and I was hungry and it, like, mm-hmm. it was tough times. But minus that, because I did it because I just felt like I had to in order to not, you know, I don't want to say starve, but just, it was just rough. My parents could not afford it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they fed us like shit. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the worst parts about the system. And mm-hmm. um, you, your last meal is like at 5.30. Who the hell's not hungry from 5.30 to yeah. going to sleep time? And nobody doing, you know, uh, fasting in there on purpose. Yeah. So <laughs> I started hustling. And um, aside from that, I told my mom I would do everything I can to not, you know, make this a bad experience. And, and I did for the most part, you know, and it took its effect. But, you know, I got out clear headed and mm-hmm. back to society. Let's rock and roll. Does the know? time go by slow? Does it go by fast? How did it? How did it? Everybody's different, man. But I think for the most part, it went by fast, to be honest with you. Fast. Yeah. Believe it or okay. not. It kind of sounds crazy, but. It, but Yeah. But then you got guys who are fucking counting down days. Or like go crazy with the religion and get into like, what do you think turns people into that? Like just, you know, just. They're at their worst. Got you. They're, they're at their lowest. You know, when you're at your lowest, what do you do? You look up. Yeah. What's left? You know, hey, I didn't, God, I didn't holler at you. And it's not, you know, I'm not a religious man at all, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, hey, I didn't reach out to my God. I didn't reach out to whoever during this and not look where I'm at. Look, you know, how do you're I get right. out of here? Let me reach out to him now. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you can either turn that isolation whether you're on a fucking hike up the Himalayan mountains and you got mm-hmm. a week to do all on your own, or you're in prison or whatever it is. When or COVID, Cold word. Yeah. We, we we again we we talked about this on the podcast. What do you do with that isolation? What do you do with that? You now got time to Dead focus. Time. Are you, con- yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you going to turn it into? Exactly. You know, I've met some of the dopest artists, rappers. When I say artists, I mean artistically mm-hmm. rappers. Um, mathematicians, business people, you name it, you mm-hmm. name it in prison. That's crazy, bro. I saw a quote, um, this girl tweeted it and I was like, damn, I really like that quote. And, and she said, um, a man who doesn't have a purpose will always fulfill his life pleasure seeking. 
Makes so sense. what that means is like, you know, if, if in COVID, if you didn't have a purpose to, or, or find a purpose, you were just a crackhead for dopamine and pleasure and whether you got addicted to something or whatever, right. you, you know what right. I'm saying? So right. I thought that was a dope quote that a man needs his purpose. So you don't just be a crackhead for pleasure and find it. You know what I mean? Like, I think, um, something that would complement that would be, um, if you fail to plan, you obviously plan to fail. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. If you're not planning, mm-hmm. then you must be planning to fail because yeah. you have no plan. Yeah, you got a lot have of people have nothing to plan for. Well, you you, know? you, they got to figure something out. You know, we can't all sit back on excuses. You know, yeah. and and again, I've been there. I know, I know, I'm in a good spot now, but it's it's been a struggle. And, and and I know that you were alluding to that earlier. It's been a struggle. I've been I've had ups and downs. I came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they gave me five years probation. I did three three years, and I got early termination. Um, nice. You know, when I went in, I wasn't a huge weed smoker, but mm-hmm. I did. But I did like to smoke weed. But mm-hmm. I wasn't huge. I wasn't no burnout or anything like that. Mm-hmm. When I got out, man, it was crazy. And, you know, my mom can attest to this. You know, and I, I name drop my mom a lot because that's my dog. That's my mm-hmm. best friend. It's none of that. Oh, my mama's boy. Nah, nah, nah. That's my dog. You know, mm-hmm. she's my ace. And, you know, I put her through the most. And she remembers when I'm out. Bro, I was having these weird-ass night nightmares. I call them nightmares because I was always on some just evil shit. When you got out or while you were in? While I was out. Oh. On some evil shit, whether it led to just like some weird multi-murder shit or some crazy crime shit. And it was mm-hmm. just things that didn't fit me. Yeah. It wasn't fitting. Yeah. And um, I remember I decided to smoke. I'm like, you know what? We used to beat the system when, I, when we were inside. Those mm-hmm. tests are weak. They're weak as fuck. Mm-hmm. And if you... It, you Again, you have so much time to yourself that you figure things out. Mm-hmm. And you got these guys who just figured out this science. It's like, hey, if you take four hits of a joint this fucking you know, thick, because they were like they were like toothpicks, mm-hmm. you know, okay? It wasn't a real yeah, joint. Yeah. You took, oh, would you take four hits? All you need is a gallon of water. In three days, you're clean. Like, they had the formulas, and they were efficient. Because yeah. the state's not going to pay for some high-end test that yeah, can detect, yeah. you know, three weeks ago type, you know, shit. No, they're going to get the cheapest shit out of Walmart, you mm-hmm. know? So... I knew once I was already a year in, a year and a half into probation, I saw the test that they were using on me and they do it randomly. And I'm like, that's the same weak ass shit that they used in, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in inside the joint. So these, these nightmares were so bad. I just losing sleep. It was weird. It had mm-hmm. me feeling a certain way. I started smoking. It went away right away. Wow. I'm, when I tell you it went away right well, smoking away. Smoking takes I, away your, 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 your dream state. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, that's why when you stop smoking and you get crazy nightmares and dreams and shit, vivid dreams, lucid dreams, that happens like right when you quit smoking. And it's funny because I know that people talk, and I'm a fan of it. People talk about lucid dreams being something positive, you know, especially if you can uh, average it. And when you average it, you can find out a way to manipulate the dream. And well, there's a there's a message in it. There's a message in the dream, and it doesn't like if you if you dream that you kill someone, that has that doesn't mean you're gonna kill someone. That just means that within that dream, maybe you have. You know, I don't know. There's dream interpreters that will fucking interpret that shit for you. But. Yeah, I, I think those are the, that's probably one of the few things, and I can argue aliens and all kind of stupid shit. But that's one of those few things where leave that shit alone. We have no proof. The the, the biggest experts in the world are saying that we're barely knocking on the door of dreams. And I know that right now they they have some time. We don't know shit about the brain, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. no, we don't know, bro. We know like ten percent of what the brain can do. Like, yeah. isn't that nuts to think about? 
you know, like, so what are they going to find out about our brain in 20 years, bro, that, that we can do or do this for your brain and it changes your life in this drastic way? Like, that's possible. Look, let me, let me, let me have a quick nerdy moment on your podcast, right? No, let's bring it. I, I was telling this, this, this um, young girl, I'm training my client, that she brings her seven-year-old daughter. Seven-year-old daughter is, is playing around on the mats while I'm training her on the squat rack or whatever. And the, the seven-year-old daughter, she is so animated. She's like, hey, tell me a, tell me a legend. I'm like, a legend? What the fuck you mean, a legend? And I basically get it out of her. She wants to hear like some, like, you know, folklore. Like, did you know? Did you ever hear this? And whatever. And I'm not going to talk about some fucking, you know, uh, native, in, you know, American who did this and did mm-hmm. that when I don't know all that shit. So I told her this story of an actual uh, science project that, that – uh, Basically, shook, shook the world, if you want to call it, the, the scientific community. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was crazy because I, I got nerdy on her for a second, but I had to explain. But, but she, she ran with it. She ran with the whole what I was telling her. And it was, it was very uh, talking about the laws of, uh, uh, what's it called, not physics, quantum physics. Mm-hmm. And I basically told her that in a nutshell, and I, and I don't want to drag it on, in a nutshell, they put a guy in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Kind of like an apartment bubble where mm-hmm. they just watch them. Mm-hmm. And they, they said, hey, we're going to guide you through everything. You got nothing to worry about. You're going to eat shit, sleep, whatever. You're going to do it all right here. It's all good. Only thing that we're going to alter, and we want to see how you react and how your brain reacts. And we want to see at what time it reacts is we're going to put some goggles, like some big-ass goggles on you, like some glasses or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's going to flip your vision backwards. So if you put those goggles on, we're still right here doing everything we're doing, but you're going to see it like we're backwards. You know, like we're fucking, our feet are in the ceiling. You feel Got me? Got you. Okay. So that was it. That was the project. So they put the, the, the shades on the dude or whatever. Dude's like seven days in, everything's backwards and he's just moving slow, but he's adapting, you know, because mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. Eighth day, ninth day, his, his brain starts flickering. His vision starts flickering. Like he's going in and out of trying to go back to normal, back to normal. Mm-hmm. But he's never taken these off. Mm-hmm. So remember, remember this, this, what's going on. Physically, we have altered your vision. Physically, we have right. put something on top of you. There's nothing psychological about this. Physically, we just changed your vision. Right. Within like the 10th, 11th day, it was flickering more towards back to normal and less towards upside down. That kept happening up until like the 13th, 14th day. And then the guy was like, it's no longer flickering. I'm back to normal. And they're like, even the, with the goggles on. With the goggles on, bro. This is some dead ass. So his brain shit. adapted to the upside and switched it on him. Like brain told physical body, even though you're giving me this, we know differently, and we somehow fixed it. Brain all on its own. The Jeez, brain. Bro. But it gets deeper, dog. So when the guy said that they waited for the 15, 16 day, they're like, all right, that's dope. The brain knows how to, you know, fix itself. That's crazy. We didn't know this. All right, Papa, take it off. Yeah, we're done with the project, whatever, whatever. They take it off, his vision goes backwards. So now he's normal. He's actually back to normal, but the goggles are off and his vision is backwards. It flipped him again. So his brain had to readjust to, re- to, to it, being normal. To, but it had to do the same thing again? And, and but, fi- with it, but it did it within four days. And then it, it fixed itself like, And then again. I said, and then it was just right, right back to normal. So the moral of the story is that the brain can lie to you if it needs to, you know, mm-hmm. if it's misguided, it, it can make you think something, feel something that's not there. I know you've seen mm-hmm. shows where they, they cover your eyes and they tickle your this and you think not trust bad. me. I went through some crazy anxiety shit, bro. And I trust yeah. me. I know like your fa- your brain can play tricks on you 
and people, you know, people out there with anxiety and, and who are over warriors. Cause that's like just in my gene pool. Like my mom is a warrior. My, my mom's mom was a warrior. So I tend to, to get worrisome thoughts all the time. Like, so we're not even fucking smoking weed. You know what I mean? But, um, so the, the best way to just treat thoughts is like, Thoughts are not you. Like just because you think of something, that doesn't mean that you are that thought or that you necessarily right. believe in that thought. So the best thing to do is just treat thoughts like like leaves in a river and, and just let them flow. And if you see a thought that is a productive thought that serves you, take it out of the river, take a leaf out the river and decide if you want to keep it or throw it back in the river and let it just continue to go because your thoughts are going to just keep coming and going and, and, and you're going to think crazy shit and, and you have to know that whatever you think, you are not that. And, and just let the river keep going. And so piggybacking that, you're completely right about that. So piggybacking that, picking, picking, piggybacking that. Yeah. And circling back to what I, that you had asked earlier, the effect that that has, you know, going to prison or having a, a, a traumatic, you know, situation that, you know, you, you kind of trying to uh, bounce back from. So again, piggybacking off of the whole, by the way, I like that you got all fucking philosophical with the leaves and the rivers type Thank shit. You. Thank I you. I don't know if I can Thank you. reuse that, but I'm going to try one day. Thank you. It um, helped me. It helped me for sure. <laughs> you know, coming, going through what I went through, and it, you know, there's different stages, but it, it really, they're not irrelevant, but it's, there's no reason to go into all kind of details. But whenever, whenever somebody goes through something, they get, you know, put on their ass, mm -hmm. they get their heart fucking stomped on, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. It's going back to what you said. You have all these emotions that's just flowing. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, obviously every extreme is different. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're, you know, you're capable of realizing, damn, I'm feeling like this right now. Mm -hmm. Damn, I'm thinking this. Mm -hmm. And those, those thoughts are from, I shouldn't, but I would love to. Mm -hmm. You know, I would love to, but maybe, maybe not. You know, whatever it is. And you just got to pick and choose. You got to try your best to choose the right ones to show to, to, to become, to you become, know, yeah, yeah. yeah, to unite with, you know, you have to hold back on the, there might be, if again, going, referring to what you were saying, in that flow of leaves of emotions, the majority of them might be sad. Not serving you. Yeah. Not productive for you. To, there you go. From anger to sadness to just things that- Worrisome to worry, anxiety. Yeah. To the, yeah. And, and, you know, we all acknowledge that. Come on, we all do. It, it, what separates- the tears of different people is what you do with that. Mm -hmm. the, what what'd you do in that moment? Mm -hmm. What'd you do with that thought? What'd you do with that, you know, that option? You know, what's crazy is that, and, and to go back to when you were talking about people deal with trauma differently, mm -hmm. I saw another thing where two guys, remember that plane that crashed in the Hudson River in New York City? Yeah, the old man who flew, who, uh, who um, parked it almost? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the pilot who was yeah. like, you know, won an award for fucking Dope. saving yeah, everybody's lives because he landed it perfectly in the Hudson River mm -hmm. um, in New York City. And, they examined two people that were sitting right next to each other on that plane. Both of them having thought, one wrote a book about the thoughts he was thinking before he thought he was going to die. Basically, thought, thinking he was going to crash in the airplane. Okay. Right? Two people sitting next to each other. One guy, traumatized, can never go on an airplane again. Okay. The, sitting, the guy next to him hops on an airplane the next day and flies back to his crib in North Carolina. That goes to show you the two different ways you can deal with trauma. Some people, I can never go on an airplane again. This is the most traumatizing thing. Right. And some people aren't, aren't affected by it. And the guy hops on an airplane the next day. You know what I mean? Right. Which is crazy right. to me. Like, so. and, and, and I bet without even knowing either one of those, those gentlemen's stories, life stories, mm -hmm. you know. And I know I say this in almost, almost every podcast. Man, whatever the fuck you went through growing up, every bit of it 
something shocking, something crazy, something traumatic, something loving. Um, your mom, if she was your biggest influence, mm -hmm. you're going to have these attachments to your mom that you won't be able to explain when you're an adult. Right. But regardless, you know, it's kind of like the weird shit of, you know, maybe not, it's a good example, just not the most positive example. Kind of like somebody who grows up seeing their... Um, Domestic violence yes. or something. Yeah. And then they, they swear that they're not going to deal mm. with it, put up with it. I would never, blah, 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 blah. And then I don't, I don't know the numbers, but a lot of times they end it, up that still gets passed doing down, it. a generational curse. Because they don't realize that it's embedded in them. It's not mm. about that you don't want it. You really don't want to. You mm -hmm. don't want to. But if you don't acknowledge that, that, oh, shit, wait a minute, I've been seeing this my whole life, and in order for me to make you know, fall in a different category and making a decision that, that is typically not, you know, expected, there's, it's going to take a lot more work. People don't acknowledge that and put in the work and therefore, you know, yeah. they, they end up following the pattern. And when I say put in the work, I definitely don't, don't say go get therapy because mm -hmm. it's too difficult to understand that, you know, you would need it if that. I don't want people to get therapy, but just realize that. You don't want people to get therapy? I disagree with that. Damn, I think bro. therapy, even though I don't have gotten I, Okay, to, you know, I mean... Well, I, therapy comes in all types of forms, so... Yes, for sure, for sure. You know? I'm, I was speaking more, you know, doctoral, like going to a therapist and all that. And right. even then, bro, like, I don't want to come off wrong. It's not, it's not that, man. Some people need that. It's like a mental checkup for your brain. Like, yeah, the way you, get your, you go to your doctor and get your physical, it's like the same, but for your mental. It's, 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 it's almost comparable to, like, okay, you know, let's say we're, we're super close... And I give you advice on this chick you're dating. Hey, mm -hmm. Casey, man, you know, I think because of what you told me, A, B, and C, and it's possibly the X, Y, and Z, and I think yeah. you should dump her. I think that you know deep down inside, damn, Wes would never fucking misguide me. Wes has been around right. the block. Wes, 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 but that's Wes. It's my right. dog. Now, if it was a therapist... Or some random Joe that you come across on a, on a you know night of drinking at the at the Hard Rock, mm -hmm. and they told you that you're gonna take it more in more yeah. depth, you know, because it's not something that you've been hearing. I'm your boy. I'm your this. So yeah, I just feel like I think, the therapy thing is the same thing. You can get the right advice from other people, but you're not open to it. You want some stranger to tell you this. I feel you. In my opinion, I think therapy is not so much to get advice somebody from somebody, but to to allow yourself to just vent. And have the therapist just interpret things. Not to get advice on what you should do, but just you need to have somebody to get your shit off on. And a lot of people don't have people to talk to. You know, like you said, either maybe it's your mom or maybe it's it's one of your best friends or your girlfriend, your significant other. And you're able to, this is therapy in a sense, podcasting, which uh, is another reason agreed. why I love, you, you got to vent and just get your shit off. Some people are not comfortable. They don't have anyone in their immediate circle that they could just vent to. You know what I'm saying? So, right. But then when you have a professional sitting on the other side of the table and can interpret things in your mind and then maybe that thought is not serving you. Maybe you shouldn't think of it like this. Maybe, you know, so, some people need that type of guidance and, and not necessarily advice, you know. I but, agree. I, I totally agree with that. I think, you, I think you said that very well. I guess what, what comes out of me instinctively is somewhere in the, somewhere in the, in the, in the uh, conceptually speaking of the comparison of I don't want to I don't want to give you a fish. I'd rather teach you how to fish. Right. So I don't want to. Give you the therapist. Right. I, I'd rather try to my best to convince you. Like, yo, you can overcome this by yourself. Right. You can overcome this by yourself. It's just not going to be easy. But I guarantee you, or, or I heavily think that if you rely on this individual to bring you that peace, to bring you that, that whatever, uh, you know, mm -hmm. th this is how you express yourself. This is how you vent. Mm -hmm. You have somebody there. This is how you get a little bit of guidance. You become a little bit reliant on it. 
And, you, and, and you almost, I'm not saying that look for that for your happiness, but that ends up being your getaway, your venting session, whatever it is. And I think that happens too often. And you have never taught this individual to so like, hey, man, if you get away by yourself, you can do the same shit. Mm-hmm. If you allow your your best friend to see you cry and, and tell, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you can get the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it, it varies. It varies, obviously. Yeah. There, 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 I definitely agree. Of Therapy comes now, in all but, different types of forms. But, but I would never talk down upon it. At the end of yeah. the day... If you're seeking therapy or if one is to suggest therapy, it's for all the right reasons. You're trying right. to help somebody, you know, right. get better. But um, I had, you know, I have this super close friend of me at mine, you know, shout out to my boy, Damien. That's my brother. And I've had a couple of people on my podcast who were uh, war veterans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the common sense is, and I think this is comparable. You know, you tell me. Is you know yeah they I guess they kind of know and accept that they should get some type of therapy they know it but they also are quick to say like bro but the therapy that you're trying to give me is some fucking person who's never been on the field never heard a bullet go by him never had to readjust to society you can tell me they read I all feel, the books they want you now Casey I'm telling I you, you. I, I, this is coming from them right with anger but they're with, thinking with emotion that, with tears these are people who have been through some shit right and, and therapy is not trying to get advice though like therapy all they would like therapy is tell me the shit like be transparent with me tell me your war stories all the crazy shit you experienced and let me just help you conceptualize it towards productive for you well, life is all about conceptualizing it, how you, how you, your perspective on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and some people just need help on how to just look at certain things. You know what I mean? Like, like I gotta have a fucking sore in my shoulder, right? In my mind, my old self, my, the, the, the Casey from three years ago might be like, wait, I just looked up soreness in my, am I having a heart attack? What like this soreness that the therapist might say, Hey, that might just be you uh, deadlifting or the most you've ever done or, the, or, or shoulder pressing the most you've ever done. That's a good sore. Embrace that sore. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's just learning how to look at certain things to where it's productive for you. And, and a lot of people need help doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like this COVID shit, I fi- I'm going to find a way to find the good in anything. Like it, there's a blessing in any negative thing that happens to you. You know what I'm saying? It could be a the only way I can survive and the only way I could be mentally sane is it could be someone, it could be a death of somebody. And I'm going to try to find a way to, to look at that as something that happened positively within the universe or it was supposed to happen for the sake of me not dwelling on something negative and, and making myself lose my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I totally, I do get you, bro. I'm, I'm not against that at all. Mm-hmm. I guess I always lean on this and, and, and I'm going to try to use you as an example if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten therapy before? Uh, once. Okay. We don't need to know much about that. Before that, have you ever seen your mom or a loved one get therapy? Or you'll go through certain stages no, of therapy? the stigma was bad back then. Before our generation, like, like before, now they're making, accept, they're making it acceptable. But before, it was like, they looked at it like it, you were crazy if you went to therapy, which was mm-hmm. a stigma that some old ignorant, you know, shit and, you know, like... I, I, I'm an advocate of therapy. I think therapy is 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 like a, a, ch- a checkup for your mind, and and it's good for you. If it's good for anybody, I think you know. Um, yeah, I, I think it is too, bro. I think it, I really do think it is. My, you just we got to understand that we have a little bit two two different upbringings. My mom, and I'm not saying that you got bandaged all the time, mm-hmm. but my mom, you know, if I got cut, if I come home with a wound and it's bleeding, you know, she's not gonna call me a pussy. 
But she's gonna be like, you're crying oh, over that. Yeah, you know, no. you're, you're crying over that. Like that's you had a, something worse, you know, a week ago. That's a fact. And and, and that built a certain way. So it just kind of little by little by little. And then again, I, I, I go back to it. Everything is influenced through what you've been through in life. My prison experience mm-hmm. taught me to, you know, to, hey, man, figure this out on your own. You ain't got nobody there. Dude. Figure it out on your and own. And I agree that we're losing that as men. Like we this all new need generation. Ther- we all needed therapy in prison. We all needed it. We all needed therapy in prison. And everybody who gets out of prison could use therapy. But you can know you what imagine? a lot of people's therapy is in prison, though? Tell me. Religion, the Bible. That's people's therapy. That I, I disagree. Okay. It, it's a getaway. Okay. It's a getaway because there's nobody else there to well, listen to you except what well, helps you conceptualize your thoughts. Like, you know, like reading scriptures in the Bible and certain Because way. if you talk to a physical being, they're going to they're gonna guide you a different way. They're going to be like, yo, you don't need to do all that. You just need to make sure you stay focused. Avoid these cocksuckers. Don't get involved right. in this bullshit and whatever. whatever. If you right. want to read your Bible, go right ahead. But God ain't going to tell you. To avoid X, Y, and Z, don't walk here at 2 o'clock, avoid this meeting. Of course, this, you of course. Know. I'm not so, going to give you advice. It's just ways to conceptualize your thinking. Listen, like, I'm, I'm not against what, whatever does it for you. Right. I'm cool with that. If it's not intentionally hurting somebody else in right. that process, whatever like, does it for you. Yeah, like, you know you know what I, I really like as I'm getting older and, and, and I'm learning it? Like, religion, right? I'm not religious right like I, I grew up you know christian and, and my mom was catholic and my dad was baptist but i never as a, as a 30 year old man i'm not really i don't consider myself you know super religious right because you know do i believe in in put it like this this is good i'm trying to like figure out how to choose my words okay um i don't necessarily believe in religion but i i am for why it exists I, I like. I get what you're getting. Do you understand? Okay. Because, yeah, of course, of course. Because you're, you're with the positivity behind it. It keeps people sane. You know what I'm saying? It, it keeps, keeps people. Lane. Yeah, it keeps yeah it's a blueprint. You know what I'm saying? So, do I believe that physically there's a God? Physically, things were made and created, and then I don't necessarily believe that because you know I'm not the person to believe in dogma. But sure. but I do think that it is healthy for someone to put their faith to believe in a higher power, basically, you know, to be able to put your faith in something. Cause there's going to be times in life where you're going to have to, you can't control it. You know, someone like me who's a control freak, there's going to be things that you cannot control and you're going to have to just put your faith in something and fall and and breathe easy. A religion allows people to just breathe easy and put their face in something and not worry. So, and and again, don't take this, please don't. And I know you won't cause you're not having a good talk. I like this. Yeah. And you're not going to wear your, your emotions on your sleeve neither. I'm a, I'm a total agreeance with that. Mm-hmm. But to, to to come back at something, here's an example. Tomorrow I'll have this psychologist on my on my podcast, mm-hmm. right? And and I want to challenge him not to put him on the spot spot. Like I'm not trying to, you know, make him look anything negative. I want positivity, mm-hmm. but I want to hit him with some challenging things about, you know, psychology and his challenge is not all psychologists see it from the same perspective. Some mm-hmm. believe this, some believe that. Anyhow. One of the things I want to bring up to him was this this mind over matter thing, mm-hmm. right? I think most people believe in that mm-hmm. without any religious connection, that if you can really mentally focus in on it enough, you can make the physicality back to that that test I told you like about manifest where they, where what they, where you they put the cargo. Well, I'm not manifest because the manifestation is different. That's almost spiritual without the body. I'm saying you can tell your body this ain't really happening even though it's happening. Like, mm-hmm. again, what happened with the goggles? The mm-hmm. guy didn't try to tell himself, my vision is flipped backwards. Mm-hmm. The brain did it on its own. Mm-hmm. So here's an example. You have this 
You have this, these, these people with superhuman powers. I'm not talking about savants. I'm talking about people with superhuman powers that they just know how to mentally zone into somewhere that shuts down a physical aspect of their body where it seems inhuman. The guy who can stay under frozen water. I'm not frozen. Like the David Blaine shit where you bend your body to the test. Almost, like, David, yeah. almost David Blaine. It's almost David Blaine. There's people who outdo him. He just makes, you know, he does a lot of illusions, but yes, he does have a lot of mind power behind it. But regardless, the point is that if you can really believe in it enough, you can make whatever it is come to life. In the same way, and I do agree with it, that if you mm -hmm. believe in a religious belief and a higher being, then it brings you guidance, mm -hmm. uh, peace, strength to get up for the next mm -hmm. day. If you were taught, and that's all I'm saying, if you were taught well enough without the intervening competition of religious beliefs, your family, like being like, oh, what are you doing? You're, like, You're not going to go to church with us on Sunday? If, if you there were was taught, no judgment. If, you were, yeah, if there was no judgment, if there was not too much controversy behind it, and you were taught, hey, man, you're a god. <laughs> mm -hmm. You yourself are a god. Mm -hmm. You can kill, you can destroy, you can create, you can intervene, you can help people, mm -hmm. pull people out of problems. You can do you can do all kind of godly shit. Yo, my brother, you are a god. Mm -hmm. If you want to wake up stronger tomorrow, just fucking tell yourself you're going to wake up stronger tomorrow. It's crazy you but say. But if that. you can but you got to convince somebody that. Yeah. You you can't just take somebody who's been 25 years into whatever life where you know we all get brought up with some type of religious attachment it yeah. doesn't matter what it is and if you have a very fearful factor of you know not believing it doesn't mean how heavily you are into it it's more of the the ingrained yeah. shit in the back of your brain that bro if i don't give god a shout out i'm looking at some real fucking melting ass hot ass times yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just embedded in there so yeah. if you don't if you don't if you don't have the willpower to overcome that you're not going to get this, but if you weren't taught all that and you were influenced, like, hey, man, it's cool to believe that, but guess what? You're a God. You can yeah. do all this on your own, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not against God, but you're yeah. a God, too. Yeah, just that's saying, a fact. If you convince somebody yeah. that, yo, you'll get some godly shit out of those people. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I always say, like, uh, I just try to picture, like, as far as when people say, what do you want for your future? I just have a picture of my mind of the man I want to be, and I'm just going to become it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna. I know what what my ideal version of myself is: a man of morals, a man of integrity, a man who will, will take care of his future kids, a man who will, you know what I'm saying? Like career wise, just and, and I know what I have to do to get to that. So I'm just gonna become the vision I have of myself. You know what I'm saying? It's as simple as that. Like, you know what I mean? How do I be the guy that lives on the beach and and drives his car and? And, you know, stands for this and, and, and makes music for this and has a podcast this, just become it. Like, it's that simple, you know. And, that, and, and that's what adds to the, the whole uh, manifestation mm -hmm. concept, you know. I, I, I know you don't do it, but I, uh, people use the words too loosely nowadays, you know. Yeah, I'm going to manifest it. I'm gonna speak it into existence. Yeah, it's like trendy now. I don't. Well, that, like that's, that's all you got. You're just gonna keep yeah. talking it up. You know, yeah. like that. That what the fuck is that? You know, yeah. man. You you, you got to back it up with some action. You know, no one knows the real formula. We know we should speak things into existence. You got to believe in it enough mm -hmm. where you can just say it and say it with confidence. But you got to know the tangible things you have to do that that are required required of you to right. be able to. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean. And, and 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 if you're too spiritual and and fucking hanging on a cloud and not realizing that you got to you know put this effort in there, mm. then you miss that. You miss that bus. That bus came and went, and you you were over here sitting sitting on Fantasy Island thinking that it was going to land on your lap. That's a fact. Because you you know you speak about it too much. You know, um, 
going back to to the, the whole me bouncing back part, there was no speaking shit, man. There was fucking I had to really, really bite down and grind and 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 realize that man, I'm gonna go through some ugly times. Mm-hmm. And once again, here goes all these leaves mm-hmm. passing down the river. Mm-hmm. And I need to choose what emotion I was going to entertain because they were all there and it all fluctuated. And even though I made plenty of bad decisions, because I did, even on the bounce back part, mm-hmm. you know, there was, there was several bounce backs, two, three, mm-hmm. two, three, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And um, I don't want to say that, oh, this is the best one yet. No, that's it. I bounced back. Mm-hmm. I bounce back. There's no going back yeah. to making any of these bad decisions. If I'm going to make a bad decision, it's, it's going to be, I didn't care to go out this weekend because I was focused on my money yeah. and I didn't get some pussy. That was, yeah. that's the bad decision. It ain't going to be hanging out with the wrong people, getting into some hustling, illegal shit, you know, yeah. that, that's not, that's not going to happen, but you're going to go through that. You're going to go through that. And, 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 and if you go through a traumatic situation, whatever that ended up resulting in, that's a whole different you now. If you don't have the capabilities of a, of of, of acknowledging that, oh mm-hmm. fuck, wait a minute, I just went through this, mm-hmm. and now I'm here, and now I'm feeling like this. You know, there was times where I felt like, you know, my family, not my my, my mom, but I felt like my brothers didn't have my back. Mm-hmm. I felt like my friends were were just using me for the money I was making at the time. Mm-hmm. Just all that, I could not commit to a female because all I thought was like, man, if I commit to a female, there's, it's going to be lovey-dub bullshit for two or three months, but then she's going to realize that like I'm in the game. Yeah, I'm in the game, and I'm not going to get out until I hit this peak and I you know, legitimize and I do this and I do that. So I didn't entertain that. So th- those are all factors that play a role, and then you built up this frustration and so on. If you're too young-minded and you're not guided the wrong way, the right way, and you haven't figured things out, you're going to make bad decisions, and I've done that. Here goes those leaves. Those leaves yeah. come around. You, you, you got to be mindful of, okay, if I choose this one and I really put maximum effort into that because I know that I should reap the most benefits, you know? It, it's difficult to do, but if you do it and you got it in you, you know, you will. You will see, the, you know, what it brings about. And I and I know I'm there now. I yeah. know I'm there, you know. It's been a rough road, but I'm there. Yeah, and you got started the podcast, man. It's doing big things. Uh, Wes from the Black Sheep Podcast. I got him here, bro. This is the second podcast I've done in the daytime. Yeah. Wes was in my fridge and started cracking on my fridge <laughs> game. Like, hold on, hold on. Crazy. But, but back it up a little bit more. So so the homie hits me up. Uh, you know, me and Casey, we always we text each other about maybe once a week, just different things. He posts a podcast. I'm like, yo, that was this, that was that. He does the same, blah, blah, blah. And he hits me up and he says, hey, man, you know, uh, I want to have you on the podcast, so on and so forth. When can we do it? We start talking about what would be a good day. And I'm telling him, you know, because Casey's very busy. He's doing great, which, by the way, congratulations Thank to you, you brother. brother. Love, Back in the love game. that you just got all this shit going on. You got all these great people coming on and you're hitting every kind of angle of it. But so he asked me to come on and I'm like, listen, tomorrow's a very busy day, but I have this small window that I can come see you like around 10 you know, 10 in the morning, I think I'm good with 10. <laughs> and this is me This is me after getting up at 5 mm-hmm. and going to sleep at 12, all right? This is me. And I'm like, yo, I can see you at 10 because I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take half an Adderall. Yeah. I'll fucking, you know, yeah. fly over <laughs> here. We'll do, we'll do a couple of hours, you know. I'll make it back and I got clients to train and whatever, whatever. And uh, Casey's like, yeah, uh, when do you got to go back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I'm looking at my text like, 
the fuck? I just told him, bro, I'm, I'm, on good, my, I'm good for 10. Why I'm is he on, asking me when I got to go back? I'm on my third dream at 10 o'clock, bro. See? Huh? What time are yeah. you going to sleep, bro? Oh, now we're curfew's over. That's why I was loving this curfew because I was oh, getting. Oh, that's right. Now I was DJing more. Now. I was getting off. I'm DJing later. I was yeah, getting. That's what I mean. Yeah. I was getting off at midnight. Right, right. And right. I'd be in bed by two. Wake up at ten thirty. Right, got your I wasn't in my. Let me check the stock market. You know what okay, I mean. When I wake okay. up, I was even in that vibe. Okay. And then curfew hit. I mean, curfew's over now. So now, yes, I'm back to DJing till three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Going to sleep at four thirty, four four thirty. Waking up at eleven thirty. By the time I get caffeinated and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and drink my coffee, yeah, there, it's right, twelve thirty. Right. I try to be out of my house by one. Like whatever I'm doing, I just try to be out of my house by one. You know, and then I'm you know fasting. Uh, my first meal of the day is like at four, three thirty. Damn, how long yeah. you been doing the fasting thing? Bro, I didn't cra- know that. I didn't know you were doing it. It's crazy because that's just how I've naturally lived. I've before I knew that it was good for me to do what I've been doing. I've always just skipped breakfast all the time. Like I've never. The hunger doesn't hit you like that in the morning. No, no. Not at all. And but, yeah, but, is, but you're a smoker, but the munchies doesn't hit you that hard? I don't smoke like that. I no. save my smoking for the end of the day, usually. Oh, you know, okay, okay. Like okay. when I'm done and before I'm going to go to sleep, you know, I try not to smoke on the wake up. But, but um, yeah, I've always just naturally intermittent fasting. And turns out that, like, the lifestyle I've been living is actually the best for longevity to live forever, which is maybe why I've... Stop! You're going mo- to make your fans fucking become vampires. Stop that no, shit. No, no, no. Not that No, not that aspect of it. Oh. I'm saying the intermittent fasting part of it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Being able to skip... Keeping your, 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 your feeding, whenever you eat, keep that in an eight-hour window. Eat as much as you want. This is the... I'm going to put people on. You can eat as much as you want in an eight-hour window as long as you only drink water the other 16 hours. So, you know, the, the, there's three levers. I'm always pulling one. Sometimes I'm pulling two. Occasionally I'm pulling three. It's what you eat, when you eat, and how much you eat. Mm-hmm. So I'm always pulling one of those. So I'm always pulling when I eat. So I'm always, that's where I, uh, naturally I'm easy to handle that goal. I'm always, I only eat twice a day. What I eat, eh, I slack on that sometimes. And how much I eat, that's the second one I'm pretty good at. You know, I don't overindulge too much. When you slack, and, what are you eating? What is the bullshit? What's your kryptonite? Um, don't say Dominicanas. Like food-wise? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dominicanas is another, uh, yeah, another right. thing I like to indulge in. But food-wise, I would say, bro, just... Um, I'm actually pretty good at that too as well. Like when, yeah. I, when I walk... Like, if I want to go heavy on the ice cream on the dessert, I'll do that. Like I'm a dessert guy, you know. Like once a week, I'll eat ice cream and go crazy. But but like you get the tub, or you get you get like a dessert after dinner or something. You know, I'll eat, I'll, I'll over. That's one thing, Wes. I've been, if you get the fucking tub, are you getting the tub? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> There's one thing I've gotten really good at, bro, is just staying away from sugar. Good, bro. Yeah, because my parent, I go to my parents' house and that shit is infested with fucking yodels and fucking treats and all that shit, man. So I come over here and you made fun of my fridge. Like, I'd rather just not have anything, bro. And I go out to eat every day. So he says that because I brought a couple of beers here and, yeah. and I opened the fridge and dead ass, it was fucking Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Arizona with, a, with like one bottle of water. Yep. I, don't, I don't even know what the hell else was in. It was just desolate as fuck. And I just cracked the joke like, man, you can tell. But... The, the door on the side panel was just loaded with ketchup, barbecue sauce, and it was, all yeah. came from different restaurants. And it was like, yeah. all right, this boy eats out. Yeah, I eat out, bro. Yeah. And I found a way to, like I said, conceptualize it and, and put it in a perspective towards good for me. Like, okay. I think it's how, I think it's productive for me, you know, like, because there's benefits in it. I don't have to clean my kitchen. My kitchen is always clean and I don't have snacks in here. 
Like I don't snack, which is very important. Like yeah, man, you cannot have your body metabolizing shit all day. The only like, argument, the only argument, really, Casey, is just when you're eating now. You know, what are you eating? Yeah, what are you eating? You, you know, know I go to this place called Fresh Kitchen. Like I said, I stay away from sugar. I'm not eating crazy, you know, white bread and pastas and shit like that. Okay. You know, I'm I'm rice bowls. You know, beans. Okay, yeah, chicken. Cool. You, you know, go. steak. You know, I try to limit my red meat. You know, meat and steak once twice. You, you mean, know, have you, you still gotten around to the boxing? I know you were getting more active with that. Yeah, stop the boxing. I'm trying to actually. I might join Anatomy or Equinox. I'm trying to make that decision. Um, but yeah, I, I like doing boxing for cardio before weights. That's okay. like my, so I punch the bag for like 30, 45 minutes and then do weights for like 45 minutes. Nice little warm up. Good. Yeah. I, I love, yeah. I got into that for cardio, but, um, you feel like you are your best right now? Fitness wise? No, I'm, I'm about to be, cause I'm waiting for this fucking tat to heal. It's crazy. I know what oh, women, sure. I know what women go through when they get a BBL bro. And they have a new ass and they feel amazing. That's why I feel with this sleeve right here. You really I feel just like brought I got, that up. Yeah. I feel like, damn, I just got like a Can male BBL. That since you just brought that up. I'm about to be in the best shape of my life, Wes. No, once it's healed, I'm, I'm so happy. The fake asses. Can we address that? Go. How you feel about that? I hate that. I hate it. I hate it so much. Can we tell your fucking I, it's fans almost, yo, it's that coming to a point, guys do? It's coming to a point where it's almost like a deal breaker for me, bro. It's fucking disgusting, though. I've only seen like one or two. If I can't tell. I've only seen like one or two that looked. You can tell it's fake. Even when you really smash, bro. Like, I've smashed, oh, yeah, I've smashed I the fake two, asses. It's fucking stiff. It's not moving around. I'm not around, with that, bro. Like, I'm not with that. Like it, when I when I smack your ass, it has to have a little ripple in it. Can you correct? Yeah. What is what is the average price for a, an ass job? Isn't it like five, like three thirty five hundred to five or some shit? Like titties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll just say between five and ten. Jesus Christ! If it's more than five, that's insane. So, bro, they're taking stuff. They're taking yeah, fat. Yeah, no, it's fucking disgusting. Yo, we're smashing. Yo, sixty five hundred. Like, yo, we're smashing wow. stomachs out here, bro. They're putting stomachs on girls' asses, and we're so. So here's here's the fucking the the multiple cons to it. One, you pay five thousand dollars to the right trainer, gym, okay. whatever. You'll get that ass, and it'll stick with you. Here's the thing, you. but let me play devil's advocate because I don't want to speak like a like uh, just for the man because I I know the women's side of it. You know what I'm saying? Some women, West, just don't have the genetics, bro. They'll never get that ass. They'll never. Okay. They'll never, no matter how Agreed. much they go to the gym, they're not, okay. they yeah. just don't have hips. They don't have, you know what I mean? Like, so I see that, you know, but yeah, go to the gym first. Go but homie. But, the, but or, or maybe after. Okay. So in retrospect, these, these, these chicks, I feel like saying bitches. <laughs> these <laughs> we chicks. We should get misogynistic on this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to lose monetization. So I don't want to, I'm trying to not say bitches and hoes West. So I say harlots now. That's what I call them. Nah, fuck that. That's like telling somebody. Hey, don't curse in front of your kid. You're going to say darn, or you're going to say it's the yeah. same fucking thing. Yeah. You're expressing emotion. No, yeah. I say bitches. I do, yeah, but, talk about but, but I love women and I, would, I don't disrespect yeah. them. I just, because there's bitches and women. Right? Yeah, but not only that, it's just a fucking term. It's just like if I said, I don't try to say niggas. I don't yeah. because there's a very derogatory attachment into some racism and how it came about and whatever, whatever. Right. But bitches is cool. Bitches is female dogs. All Get right, over it. You, you can talk all, all right. the shit you want. That's a female do dog. So, but anyways, um, Bitches, <laughs> they're not giving it enough thought when they do this. That ass, that tub of lard that you just connected to your, your gluteus is going to fucking hang and pull through gravity and through your lack of the, the muscle development. The chicks that OD with it, you're right. And get silicone, yeah, but there's fat transfers. Bro. My so, brother, my brother, if you, I don't care if you work. Look, you know, you know what I worry about sometimes? This is me. This is me now. This is personal as fuck. You know, You're going to get a BBL? I don't got a huge stop. <laughs> stop. I don't got a huge chest, but I got, you know, I got a big chest, you know, I work out. And I think, damn, bro, it's going to take a lot of maintenance to make sure this shit stays up. 
if mm-hmm. I don't stay on top of this, and I change my workout game now, now it's not heavy lifting or none of that shit. It's often and do it a lot. I, I just hit the whole body three, four times a week, the whole body, mm-hmm. but I don't go so hard that I'm too sore the to next not be day. Able to do, yeah. yeah, I don't do that. So, and everything has changed and my body's reacting great. But what I'm fearful of is if I don't do that, these pecs are gonna fucking hang as I get older. And if I don't, if I don't outdo yeah, aging, right. I mean, if I don't, so I, I got pot is a, I don't I, have to I, put I, my dad on blast, but yeah, so, my dad has my body type. He has a big chest, and he was always in the gym crazy and benched four fifty and shit. But and you he's older now; he's sixty five. So like, it's gonna start sagging. So if you don't do extra, extra as an extra workout, extra this, extra that, because you're going against gravity, you're going against age, you're going against, bro. That same shit applies threefold to these chicks getting these fake asses. Yeah. You're getting it because you're not working out enough. Some of them do, but whatever. You're getting it because you don't got it in you to put that ass on naturally. Yeah. That shit, like, not only that, you're also jeopardizing your life, bitch. Like, you are literally jeopardizing whatever you fact. put in. Like, man, that's crazy. I don't know. I, I'm with it, Wes. Yeah. You don't mind the titties, though, do you? <laughs> um, bro, it's something about me that just likes organic, bro. Just natural. Save it. Natural, man. I'll take But you're natural. not going to push your girl away if I'll, she's got the fake titties, if it, I mean, it's just like any plastic surgery. If it's OD, if it looks too crazy, they throw you off. I don't like it, bro. I got you. Like I, I, I rather, and I, I'm, I rather see. I'm starting to appreciate titties in my 30s. Okay. I never cared about boobs at all in my 20s. Like, boo, you could have, you could have a flat chest, but as long as your hips and your ass is right, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. You know. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to appreciate boobs more. Really? Yeah. I'm more on the, I'm on the other side. I'm, I'm always been the hip and ass. I don't mind the boobs. I don't. They can be small. Doesn't. Yeah, me either. I don't. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to appreciate nice boobs, nice real, because it's like a, a rarity now to see nice natural boobs now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I see them, I'm like, damn, like, it's almost more of a rarity than the ass now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Shit. I the think that's why, man. I think that's why maybe I liked ass so much because it was rarer to find. It was harder to find a woman with a nice ass, you know. But now I feel like it flipped. Now it's hard to find women with nice natural boobs. I don't know. Am I off in that? No, you're not. That's that's so that's so acceptable that everybody's got them now, and they they look way better than what they have in the past. So even though they, you can almost tell they're fake. They yeah. look so good, you know. So yeah. you tend to overlook it. Yeah, everybody's got them. They're, now the asses was taking over. Let me ask you this, Case. Um, when I had you on the podcast, man, we were talking about a whole lot of. We didn't talk a whole lot about it, but we went into the relationship part and how you know mm-hmm. difficult it is and this and that. Any success? I think we said at the time. Damn. You were supposed to have a date. I don't know if we said it on camera or off camera. Uh, we said it off camera. We smoked off camera. You're like, ah, right, yo, I didn't want to say it on camera, but I'm supposed to have a date in a couple of days with whatever the fuck. I don't know mm-hmm. who she was. Uh, evidently, no. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> met the one yet, Wes. No, still. I'm still interviewing. Job applications are still coming across. Is it my you? Desk. Is it you? Is it them? No, nah, no, nah, it's it's them. Yeah. If I find a chick that I can have a conversation that entertains me. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like whenever I'm on a that date, comes off wrong. When, think about whenever, that. whenever I'm no, no, no. This is a fact. Whenever I'm on a date, or I'm getting to know a, a chick, I feel like I'm entertaining. Like I have to be the one to make you laugh. Uh, okay, I have okay. to be the clever one. I have to be the witty one. And she's laughing, having a great time. She likes me. Da 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 da. But when I find a girl that can bounce that back and make me laugh, right? And and stimulate my mind and. That's when I know it's gonna oh, be something real. I like that. But it's I very like hard that. to find. I'm done. I'm done being the entertainer, bro. Yeah, man. I'm done with that shit. I haven't found the one, and 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 which is why 
I use me not finding the one to, to become the best man I can be. Like yeah, I'm thinking about this summer, like with the, my new ink with, I'm about to get in the best shape of my life. My career is going good. You know, like nice. I, I'm just trying to manifest that energy to, to be, to be in the, the, the best me for this summer. So I can meet the one that blows my mind away in my mind. I think that if the better I can make myself, the better chances of me meeting the one are. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Of course it does, but but and not that you need it. But a quick reminder: you ain't got to meet the one this summer. Oh, trust you me. You ain't got to meet know. the. You ain't got to meet the one this I know. year. I know. You just keep doing what you're doing, and it's gonna eventually that energy that you're bringing is gonna attract the right one. Because remember, you're gonna have, and I'm not saying the one in the summer is gonna be that. Yeah. But with your popularity, with the with the better, improved looking, more physical Casey chops and everything put in between. You're gonna attract a lot of bitches who's just gonna want to get with you, see yeah. where you can, see where way they can get with you. You know, can I get on this podcast? Whatever the fuck it is, meet the and list. I, that that, should, that clip was amazing on your on, on your podcast. The list I went through. Oh of, my like, my goodness, that shit was epic. <laughs> Yo, you just started freestyling. Hey guys, if you haven't, and I'm not trying to steal clout. No, we gotta no, we gotta promote that shit. You guys gotta check out my podcast, The Black Sheep Perspective, where I had Casey Chops on there. It was awesome. It, 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 amazing views. Everybody loved it. Everybody knew. You who gotta Casey resend Chops me that was. clip, bro. Okay, I'm gonna do you that. Resend that to me. So we're live doing it and in the process of, of doing it Casey goes I mean literally got into his zone and I don't think we were did we have wine that night or no we were sipping wine for okay, sure we were sipping wine but we didn't smoke so we are sipping wine and Casey just got in the zone I think we were about an hour into the podcast and I asked him a question and he answered it without even damn near looking at me and it was just from the heart and he was like you know Maybe if one of your fans and then boom here came that checklist <laughs> and when that shit was over I was like Yo, you know I'm gonna make a fucking one minute clip of this to put on Instagram, right? Because this was a dope ass segment, and, and it was it was from the heart. It was from the heart. You knew what you want. I'm such a hopeless romantic, bro. And nothing wrong with that, bro. Yeah. What oh, about you, Wes? Hold your bar up high, man. Yeah. What's the dating game like for you? Bro, I'm I'm, I'm like you. I'm not. I don't think. I think that your your not requirements. I think what you're looking for is a little bit different than mine. But mm -hmm. I think we both have the same pickiness. If yeah. I can, if I can get away with that, because it's a second job at the end of the day, right? We're so busy, a relationship. Yeah. We're so busy doing us, you know what I mean? That for some, for me to put in the effort that is required to maintain a relationship and me putting that time away from things that, other things that I could be doing, like you really have to be worried. Like, you know what I mean? Like you really Dead have to ass, be worried. Like, yeah. I, I, I guess I, what I always lean on is, and, and this is not, so anybody watching, don't hold this against me, but for the most part, my, my bread and butter is, I want the closest thing to a mirror image of me. And I think that most people want that unless you have, Damn, that's a good, if you have, if you have a big flaw in your system and in, in, in knowing who you are, then you obviously don't want somebody to compliment that. Cause then you know, you're going to be double fucked up, but minus whatever that flaw is, you want the best friend. The best friend is the closest thing to you. Hey, I love football. Hey, I love doing this. I love that. I would love to share all that with somebody else. That's where you get your best friends. That's where you have your business partners. That's where you have the vibes that we have, like you mm -hmm. and I have. You know, when you share so much common ground, my bar is high with looking for that common ground with a female. I'm not uh, just 100%, you know. I'm going to uh, play devil's advocate with you, by the way. Too, this is going to be therapy. Yes. So, I like that. I like that. So, you know, you want her to like all the things you like. Right, I want the closest thing to that. I, I don't. I don't. Are you willing to compromise for her? Yes, hundred percent. Okay. But then, but then, but the, but to piggyback that now, I don't believe that if I meet some girl who's um, she's everything I want physically, mm -hmm. whatever it is, forget about the attributes. Physically, she's what I want. Oh my god, da, 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 da. she does not care for MMA. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know MMA, mixed martial arts. 
I think that's okay, Wes, because we're fe- these are females at the end of the day. Okay, that's you know? fine. You're right about that, Case. I get mm-hmm. that, but I don't go that. See, that's where we start. We I think start. it's best to have the girlfriend that that lets you just do your thing. No, like do, see, you see, see this, this. See this, this is, is where we're different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I appreciate this. We did this on our podcast, and mm-hmm. I remember when you when you were on the coffee breakup. You still held your ground about that. And I like that, man. You're, bro, you got to look at the podcast that I did with Coffee Breakup. We gave you a shout out. Mm-hmm. And then I did a couple of posts on my um, my vlog series. And I, I, gave, you, I, I gave you a yeah, shout out on my I vlog saw, series. I, I saw that. We gave you a shout out. We, yeah. we, we liked that. You liked that. We liked that you were like, yo, my future lady, I want her to, not in a bad way, I want her to stay ass at home and be a great mother and a great wife. And I'm going to bust my ass and I'm going to do everything that needs to be done so that she doesn't have to stress anything out. And we're living good and this, this, and that because you want great you know, parental guidance from your kids and all this other stuff. You had this very traditional way, but more because of what you've been through with your mom. And your mom was, one, very known, you know, and still bust her to ass and still mm-hmm. came home. And you said you saw her. I just think that it's the bet if we're building a team, right? Like the object, if we're building a family, a.k.a. a team, mm-hmm. and I need to put five players on that court, I know that I cannot put multiple shooting guards. I know I have to have a big man, a dynamic opposition. We need, we need you. We need to have different roles. Are you part of the team or are you the coach? Uh, No, I'm just part of the team. Okay. So it's an even team. It's an even team. Yeah. But if you're part if you're okay, so if you're part of, I don't think it's an even team with the way you say, I think that you're the LeBron James and you want to be the LeBron James and that's fine. No, that's not that. that, I I disagree. That's not how I feel. No, no. I, I just think that, if you're, you rather make enough money where your wife doesn't have to work and she can just take care of the kids and stay home and be a good wife. That, that's not that's not a lowering. That's not like a, a feminist thing to say. If you're a six foot eight fucking basketball player, I'm probably gonna want you to play power forward. If mm-hmm. I'm a five foot three quick guy, I'm probably gonna want you to play point guard. It makes the best sense for the team. Ah, you know, you, if, you, if you, you if do you, that, be in a good way, but that's not fair. It is. No, it that is. was a great reference because, because guess fair. what? If my girl really wants to work and she loves her job. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got to figure out these roles, you know? But most women would rather see that, and this is what I believe, mm-hmm. most most women would rather see the smile of their kid throughout the day than to fucking be at a job in an office and trying to make money and deal with all fucking... That's just what I believe most women want. I think if you did, maybe I think if you did a poll, you'll get a, you'll get a different response. Okay. I think the emotion the emotional re, the emotional response. Most women be, are in the workplace because not because they love their job, but because they were told not to have to uh, rely on a man. That's why most women are in the workplace. Okay, that's fine. But but now you're sounding like somebody who like hey, you know, we kind of forced y'all into this you know woman equality thing. We we, we kind of tempted you guys to, to no, attempt this because no, what what else is okay. we're equal like the center and the point guard they're equal they just do different things okay but most women when they get caught up in that whole hey I'm cool with just being a mother because I love to be a mother and I be a good wife and I make sure my man is and that then they realize fuck I'm stuck at home doing shit fuck I'm here all day and then damn you could build a business I, I, you I don't could do have, whatever my, I don't you have want. my own money but I have my own money but it's not kind of my money because it's my man's money but it's my money because we're sharing it but it's not my own money and then this see that's where we're different I, this weird thing happens I agree that them. it's our money I think it's our money I don't I don't, I don't believe that if my girl's gonna stay home and 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 I'm gonna go out to work I don't think it's my money that no this is our money this yes, is the team I agree with you I agree with you this is the team you can I, you can have access to the account like I, I'm with having you, a, you know what I mean like I'm with having a joint bank account I'm well, with that look, look I agree with you on that but circling back to what we're talking about I feel like the more you can share with your significant other the better the chances of the most healthiest relationship I agree and by that I mean you don't have to do 
MMA. I'm, I'm speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. But I am a fanatic. Go fuck yourself. I just said it. Fanatic. Mm-hmm. That ain't like That's a... That's fine. We're all fanatics okay. of different things. That's I'm a fine. fanatic of the UFC. All I do is train people to fight. I've been doing mm-hmm. MMA for over 20 years. I'm MMA everything. I cannot have a conversation. It's hard for me to talk to you this long and I didn't throw a combo yet. Yeah. This is what we do. So you don't have to train MMA, but if you can't find it in you to be able to sit down and enjoy some fights with me... Right. On a weekend, right. at least twice a month, we have an issue. That's a pastime of mine that I love. That's not drinking beer with the fellas on a lake eating shit. This is a pastime that I'm passionate about. I know all these fighters. I know. I want to share that with you. You don't, know, you don't need to know these fighters' names, but can you have an appreciation for this? Or are you going to be if she likes you, she'll, she'll, she'll grow into liking it because she likes extent, you. I think so. It I depends. Mean. Everybody's different. They might like you and be like, no, baby, I'll watch it with you. And then they're sitting there on their phone the whole time and they don't give a fuck okay. about it. So what I'm just saying is you, you can do the whole smoke and mirrors of I'll adjust for you. I'll accommodate you. But I want that real deal. The closer we are to being similar, the more common ground we share. I'm a beach fanatic. Mm-hmm. I'm an ocean fanatic. It doesn't have to be the beach. We can fish, we can we can dive, we can spirit fish, we can just go to the beach and chill. You gotta love the water. Volleyball. I love the water. You need we need to we need to share that. I agree, just like me with dancing. We need like okay, you gotta, yeah. yeah, like there you I, go. I, you're huge on that. That's you're right. right. So we, forget that. You're right. We definitely have to have commonalities and definitely have to have our dynamic opposition or our differences as well. Right. You know? So you're right. And, it, it and, goes, and, and we would adjust, like, okay, Casey, here's a great example, and I've always used this. You got a machine in front of you. We're in 21. Let's fast forward to 2030. We're at 2030. There's a fucking machine. Casey hasn't found the one yet. Casey chops. Here we are. Blown up. Casey, this machine can now give you the one. It's going to be AI. It's going to be this and that. But because it's a fucking 3D printer, you're going to get the real deal. I want you to input into this massive Elon Musk computer all the fucking details of what you want this chick to be. Damn. The little fucking hoodle. Damn, but this that is you so- are gonna name, you are gonna describe yourself, and you're not gonna say. I hope here comes the option. I mean, you, I hope I don't have hips. You're, you're, and, you're, and I'm well, five, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> but it's gonna be like, would you like to go to an opera with her, to a ballet with her? To you're gonna you're not gonna check none of that. Would you like to go to bachata with her? Would you like to go to some salsa with her? Would you like to go to? Fe- you're gonna check what describes you. You're not going to want her to have these likings, these passions You're right. that you don't share. You're in. right. But then there's certain things that I don't want her to check. There's differences as well. Like I'm... Anxiety. I'm, you want her to have anxiety? Because you got anxiety? I'm, no, I no, get it. No, no, no. But not even that. Just... The way you mesh even with 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 a, a, a business partner, like I'm the the spur of the moment. I need someone, a girl who keep me calm, more calculated. Like I, no, I get, that, I get so that. there's different things. It's it's a team as well. So you have to have the dynamic opposition to balance each other out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love that you do that, and I, and I'm not saying that like I'm poking at you. I really do love that you think like that. That's more of a business reference, and that could happen in business because you have your you have your lanes. You got to stay in your lane. If I'm the turn up, your, your numbers, your marketing. You're dealing with directly with people. I'm the one fucking dealing with the, the customers. That's different. If it's a mesh, you can't separate. When you got, in my opinion, in mm-hmm. my opinion, mm-hmm. when you have, yo, my wife is, it's football season, dog. The minute we hit fucking April and there's spring training, my, my wife doesn't even fucking, she already knows Sunday, 
I'm gone and I don't see her until fucking Sunday night because she knows it's with the boys, it's beers, it's wings, it's here comes football, it's it's fantasy football. Bro, you want all the good that doesn't work. Your weekend, you just took one way, one day of your weekend away from your wife. You guys are one one Monday through Friday busting your asses. You might have kids. You're drained. You barely get the sex in because you're drained and you got to get up the next morning at five and six. This is typical life. If you, the weekend is all you got. This is just reality. If that weekend is divided and you're like, oh yeah, she goes to her, to, to the mall with her friends and I do football with mine. Bro, this is not a good formula. You can think you're accommodating yourselves. You know, I'm not going to put pressure. That's not the best formula. That builds up to frustration. That builds up to like, oh, you came home drunk. Oh, well, you weren't here Sunday. Oh, well, I can't take you to the games. I just don't believe in that. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I want to share as much common ground. You but don't do, you have want to, do you want the bad qualities to be common too? For example, if you're both hotheads, you, you, y'all both can't go fucking lose your mind when something happens. You need the calm one to balance you out, to keep, you know, like there's certain things like that. Like, so, so again, you, 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 I would be an asshole to say, yeah, I want her to be, have my negative qualities. By the way, I don't think I have negative qualities. Talk about it. Talk about it, Wes. <laughs> Black Sheep Podcast. Oh my God. That's too funny. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of being serious. I don't, I, I, I check myself more than anybody ever could. Mm-hmm. I check myself. The minute I'm going to take a piss break, I'm like, yo, am I saying all the right things on, on Casey's, you know, podcast? I want to make sure I don't over talk. Let me make, no, I, you're good. Bro. No, no, I'm just saying, but that's me. That's me. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm a, I'm a different fucking species when it comes to that. So I don't want, Want. I don't know what negative I have in me when it comes to that shit because I'm gonna check myself. But I definitely don't think anybody wants somebody to duplicate their negativity. No, that's a double whammy. Right. But you might invite it because it's a turn on. You might invite it because you know that you got to take the good with the bad. Right. That 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 all that all relies on you. I just think that the more common ground you share, the better. And the more that you convince yourself that oh that's enough, you're setting yourself up. I, I just a, I just don't agree with it. Okay, I have a question for you, Wes. So we could we could talk about the qualities we want in a significant other, right? Okay. Now I'm going to ask you, what are the bad qualities you're willing to put up with in a, in, in, in a potential in the ideal significant other? Because Ooh, we're man, all that's, gonna, a, that's a great question. Because man. we can always think about that, like the, the the great things uh, that we want in somebody, but everyone has the the dark bad side to them. So we're gonna have to put up with some bullshit. So what are the type of things you're willing to put up with? That's the new shit I've been trying to think of. I guess mine will probably come up. All right. I mean, I gotta I gotta just say it on the fly. So I don't I don't I don't like the sugarcoat shit. So right. I guess the fitness aspect. If I was to pull that same out that same girl out of the machine that I presented to you mm-hmm. for twenty thirty. She would be at a certain level of fitness that I'm more into than not. Right. So whatever that fitness is, I don't got to give all the details. Right, right, fucking right. No girl ever fucking messaged me after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is not as important. And she doesn't have to be, if she was uh, hypothetically speaking, five, whatever, five, 130 pounds, uh, 10% body fat. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Just pretty fucking fit. If that's what I was looking for, Ideally, what I'm willing to overlook is, bro, I can go una cubanita. Yeah. That stick, a little pudgy, and it's not that big of a deal as long as you're healthy. Got you. As long as you do train. You have the awareness I, yes, to sit. I know, I know you can't hit the genetics to fucking do that. And I, and I want to share croquetas with you. Yeah. Even though I'm a healthy yeah. eating guy, I want to share croquetas yeah. with you. So that's fine. You can be thick bootied and have, be a little pudgy okay. here and a little stretch mark there. That shit doesn't bug me at all. I can overlook that. Okay. That's what comes to mind. But when it's, um, I can't overlook makeup. Like if you're heavy, heavy, heavy makeup. Oh yeah, God. yeah. I can't overlook that either. 
See, and I, I have a problem because I try to think of the things I could put up with, like the negative yeah, quality. And your lips are small, isn't it? Like, you know, I've put up with the bad voice before and like, oh, my God, you know, like, <laughs> damn, like, yo, okay, like, you oh, know, like, or the dirty bitch who's got bro, a... Bro, I can't or, believe you just the, said that. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Or the chick who's got fucking, oh is messy God. as shit and got the whole bathroom looking like fucking... No, no. Yo, I had three no, girls stay... No, check this no, out. There you I had go, three girls... Gr- no, not, I won't put up with that. I had three girls stay in my crib, right, from San Francisco. I don't know if I might edit this out and make me look like a whore, but well, anyway. Why? No, you were just looking out for them. They needed yeah, a place to stay. Exactly. They needed shelter. I I, I, three, I had three girls from, from San Francisco and I was doing a good deed, right? Okay. But, <laughs> and I let them stay with me and bro, you know, my crib is relatively small. It's a one, one, you know what I'm saying? Bro, these girls in five minutes of them being here, opening up their suitcases and my shit turned into fucking a tornado. Like each chick took up like 20 by 20 square footage of just bullshit. And they had no consideration Times three to chicks. Down. That's yeah. 60 by 60 of just bullshit everywhere in my crib. This harlot brought her own mirror. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, she brought up a whole makeup kit. Like, this shit was like, my crib was messy, bro. Like, women can get messy quick. Yeah. Like, you know, they got more shit than us. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I, I can't you know, do you the know, messy that's, shit. That's a crazy reverse question. I literally have never been asked that. Now I'm over here thinking, okay, well... What bullshit could I put like up? Like, if you with? got a little crooked I teeth, know. I could put up with oh, that. Oh, yeah, good call. There like, you go. like, like, okay, okay, good call, good call. Keep going. I'm with that. I'm trying to think, like, I'll put up I'm with, with the crooked that. teeth, you I'm know, if it's like yeah. on the, in the back a little bit more, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and you know um, what? I don't care if I want, uh, let's just say, an eight in the face. I can take a six, a six and a half in the face if we're going to speak hypothetically. Yeah. As long as the other attributes are there and the other attributes is, hey, how do you feel about the, the, the beach? Hey, how do you feel about, you know, working yeah. out? How do you feel about eating healthy? If all that's there and you're funny and you talk shit yeah. and you might like to smoke a little weed, fuck, that six just turned to an eight. I'm not worried yeah. about that face like that because if I'm looking for it's the gonna long run- It's going to change anyway. Exactly, homie. If I'm looking for the long run, this is why I'm saying that, that list. This is why I'm saying that 2030 machine. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the long run. You're mm-hmm. my dog. It ain't going to be yeah. about the looks. I don't want the fake ass or the fake I want to be like, who can I vibe with? You down to go fishing? All right, here's an example. I'm putting myself on blast right now. I'm going to put myself on blast mm-hmm. for your friends. I think you kind of did it for, for me on my podcast. You put yourself on blast. You opened up. You were very loving. And the, oh, man, you about to give me that? Yo, prende la vaina, bro. Oh, I thought, I don't know. No, I was like, you don't want? When I was working the club scene, this is huge, okay? This is literally going... To what you're saying. And and again, I know I'm exposing myself and I'm not going to give numbers out or anything like that. But when I work the club scene, and this is you, and this might not work in your favor because it might make you look bad in a good way. When I work the club scene, just to cut right down to it, I got so much fucking pussy, I thought I was a porn star. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just to cut right down to it. Mm-hmm. Dead ass. That's it. There's no other mm-hmm. way going around it. I worked at Banana Joe's, Margarita Mama's. It was, you know, back then... You, you know, here I am, head of security. I got a great position. And then I become assistant GM later on. I just had all the power, had some pretty good looks. I was the only security with glasses on. For some reason, that just attracted all the women. And they weren't women. They were young girls. So I got pussy thrown at me left and right. I mean, it was just fucking shooting fish in a barrel. Straight mm-hmm. up. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. So fast forward. And again, it's the first time I expose myself like this, minus being with a couple of friends. And I don't never, I don't, I never brag. I don't say none mm-hmm. of that shit. That's not my style. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the facts. I got so much pussy that now I don't fucking think about pussy like that at all. 
And the reason I bring this up is because it, it depends on what you've been through in life. It goes right back to, we mentioned it several times mm-hmm. earlier on, what, what influenced your life? Well, I got but enough. But you don't pussy. think about pussy because you naturally get pussy. No, I, what I'm saying is I got enough pussy, so much sexual experience that the sexual act, as much as I yearn it like any other man, whether horny now or or, or when I have a partner, mm-hmm. she better be as sexual. I hope she's as sexually active as me. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Her well, drive the, matches your drive. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you yeah. go. One of the reasons that I don't date much women in my age bracket is because their drive is down. Yeah. And they're, 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 it's, I don't got nothing wrong with you being a mother or you having a kid, but yeah. that takes away from your drive. You, you just don't have it in you. And I'm way more energetic. My sex drive See, is I higher. Think, I, I think having a woman having a job and being in the workplace takes her drive down more so than staying at home and, and, and being stress free and raising a family. I think she'll be turned on. You bring that's it home. Funny, the, that's funny she, that you we're bring so it home. The baby. feels like that. She, she, you, she, I'm t- I know how women think, bro. If you're taking care of the house and you bring home the bacon, bro, and you're there with her offspring, she's gonna want to fuck you when you get home, bro. And she's gonna trust me, bro. I know how women think. Maybe not these new women or how they're being conditioned to think, but I know how women think in their most natural state. So when we when we talked about you on the coffee breakup, and it was when they had me on there, and I and I and I and I mentioned you, um. I, I basically said how, you know, your upbringing was different and, and so on and so forth. And that's why you, you, you think about what you did with your mom and, and you see her a different way. The same way my mom is my best friend. And mm-hmm. someone might think, oh, you're a mother's, mother's boy. No, that's literally my closest friend. You, you'd have to hear mm-hmm. a story to know all that. Because of that, you're going you're gonna to approach life differently and look at these females differently, even when it comes to mm-hmm. the, 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 the sex game, the hooking up game, the, the mm-hmm. whatever turns you on game. And I just... I just, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I'm not being absent-minded to that at all. I'm being mm-hmm. completely, and it's not like oh, I'm just trying to be respectful. No, I, I do. I see the argument. Mm-hmm. I, I see where you're coming from. As far I, as what, though? I just did. Specifically. Well, the part about the, that you think that the women will be a healthier version of them if they're at home doing their thing okay, and not okay. worried about the stress. So when we mentioned this on the podcast. If she generally likes her job. Work. Okay. If you genuinely are passionate about what you do for a living, work. But now if you me. hate, if you feel like you have to go to work every day, don't go to. I don't want you going to work. So I told you this on the podcast, and I, we mentioned it off off camera, and then I mentioned this on the coffee breakup. Casey, if you were to do what you would prefer, if you you know let her, let's say she didn't prefer to, she wanted to stay home with the two kids, and you want her to be a great wife, great mother, all that stuff. My brother, unless you fucking hit a home run, and I, I think you're doing great, and I hope you will, and I think you will in due time. Mm-hmm. But if you're not banking enough, if you're not banking enough, you are overworking your ass off in order to make that situation be what it is. In order for your wife to be in that situation that you want, great mother, stay at home, don't stress, don't worry about this, I got it, she prefers it, I want this, you are busted now. That is going to deteriorate you. Now, how good Guess of a, what? Not when I good, have a wife that I can come home to that's going to make sure I'm good. I, you, I'm, I should be busting. I should be busting my ass. But you know, I how, should you know how tiresome it is. You, you, if you're busting your ass that bad, that means you're working 10, 12 hour days minimum. But, 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 but you're right. But guess what? Now I have a purpose and I'm bringing, I'm providing for a family that gives a man a certain type that's of- a common story. That homie. gives a man a certain type of, uh, like when he comes home to his girl, who's, who's, she has a smile on your face when you get home, like- the, the 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 baby smiling at you. She's at peace. She's not dealing with fucking jobs. She's not dealing with politics. She's not worried about having to bring home money. Like, guess what? I'll bust my ass twelve hours a day for that. You know, I, what, what, here's what I can say because because it's not a debate that leads into argument, and that's definitely not something that I would want it to be. But I can tell you this: my my firsthand experience. 
I've been a, a trainer, a coach, dealing with people one-on-one for many, many years now, over 15 years, over, over 15 years. We obviously, and people have heard it, and we are. We're way more than trainers. We are therapists, psychologists. Sure. We are all that. A lot Nutritionists. Of times, yeah. A lot of times the, the training part is the secondary. You really just want somebody to talk to, and you want to vent, mm. and you want to vent while I give you a workout. Therapy, you know, you know, you, you know, you can, yeah, it's therapy. You know, you can look up this workout. You can read a book for this workout. You know, you can come with your friends with this workout. You got a homegirl who knows what to do. She can lead you through this workout. You are looking for someone to hear you out. This is your therapy, and this is what you're really hiring me about. Okay, so with that said, been doing this for over 15 years now. I've heard it all. And my brother, I just don't agree with that because that typical story, that's a very typical story. It wears down on you. It wears down on whoever's carrying all that weight. You can you can do it for all the right reasons. This is for my family, and you're right, but it's going to come at a cost. So, so put it like this. I'm of the belief that you can, if living that lifestyle, take, minimize the material that we have. Minimize, like I'm down to live in a smaller crib. Like I, I, I gave this example, I think on, on the coffee breakup that you could take two scenarios. Take my scenario that I would have my wife at home, right? I make $100,000 a year. Let's say I make $100,000 a year and my wife makes nothing. She, she works, she stays at home, right? Now take opposite scenario number two. We both work and we both make a, we both make $75,000 a year. So this household is bringing in $100,000 from me. This household is bringing in 150 from both of us. I'd rather have scenario one where we're making less money together, but someone's at the crib, someone's playing that role than to have both of us working and we're making more money. I'd rather have a smaller crib, but the, the dynamic of, of a family of, of, of that ha- is healthier for the long run, in my opinion. So I, I do agree with that scenario. And, you, and, you, and again, you've done this like three or four times. You come back at me with the right reference and mm-hmm. the right comparison and there's not much that i can say because there's no right that, way to feel that, about this we're just feeling different yeah, ways and that's a good scenario and i agree with that i just think that typically unless you i don't want to say get lucky because whether college or the right job or the right amount of years in a certain industry you can have that hundred thousand i don't know what the going rate is but what does a hundred thousand do for four people in a family two yeah. adults two kids a hundred thousand is a lot for any single person that's a lot it's a lot for a couple and you're carrying yeah. the weight is it how good is that for two kids and and what age bracket? You know what I mean. Yeah, so it gets complicated. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. And then I just start feeling like, damn man, whoever that person is, they're, they're, they're working and it yeah. comes at a price. You know, yeah. they're stressed, they're tired, they're this, they're that. that that's all. Yeah. Um, if my wife has a part time job, you know what I mean. Like I, the the, the, the thing is, West, I just don't want you to be stressed. I don't like the women and the kids stressing. So if you go to work and you enjoy it and, 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 and we both come home and I don't see that it's affecting you and it's taking a toll on you and it's affecting our sex life and we're still fucking like we're like, you know what I mean? You're yeah. still genuinely turned on even though you have to go get go right. out here and get the money too. Like if you're still turned on, could, could we agree on this that uh, the sex, could, could we say the sex is a good measurement of how the relationship is overall? So if there's no sex, the relationship is a failure, right? Mm. Uh, I, I think that's a... Uh, because otherwise we're roommates right like otherwise it's a different type of relationship yo first of all i want to apologize for the technical difficulties for the last 15 minutes of this interview a cable moved and shifted and pitched down our voices for the remainder of the interview so we sounded like this so i had to cut out the last 15 minutes of the interview i want to give a big shout out to my brother wes from the black sheep perspective make sure you follow him and his podcast the black sheep perspective that's a good dude right there mommy on the rocks baby ow